like, I know for me personally, and maybe I'm just preaching to myself uh, about the season that we find ourselves in, and we can all admit and say we're living in very, very difficult days. Um, it just seems like everything has decided in one year to just kind of come unhinged yeah. and make this the, the year that um, everything becomes foolish and confusing and chaotic and... Um, so I, I know that I cannot remember a time in my life where there seemed to be so much chaos, so much confusion, so much happening in our world, not only in society, but it also seems like uh, I hear it's happening in people's lives individually. I know I've had things happen this year in our family and uh, just, just stuff. It just seems like this is the year of storms. And we know and understand life is going to give us storms. It is. That is part of life. And it's going to bring to us seasons of uncertainty. And we'll be left asking the question, what should I do? What should I do right now? And I feel like we're in one of those seasons right now. And I just want to preach to myself today. And I want to invite you to come with me uh, on what I'm going to preach And the answer to the question I'm asking today, the question is this, what should I do when I'm overwhelmed with all that is happening around me? Does anybody else ever feel overwhelmed? I get into seasons where I feel overwhelmed. And in those seasons, I often seek God for answers. I seek Him for direction. Try and find, okay, God, what do I do in this moment in time. Now, have you ever found yourself overwhelmed and you just didn't know what to do and it didn't seem like God was giving you any direction? I've been there. I believe the answer is simple and I believe it's found in one of the first stories in Scripture. It's in Genesis chapter 6 and 7 and 8. And I can remember it as a Sunday school story when I was a child that was constantly repeated to me, and the story is of Noah, Noah and the great flood. You have Noah, his wife and sons, and their wives. You have an ark filled with two animals of every kind. They have enough food for each of them. And I've went, went and done the math. I always thought it was just 40 days, right? Has anybody else been under that impression, just 40 days? Yeah, it was actually 371 days on the ark. And we arrive at that conclusion because they went seven days onto the ark before the flood started. They spent 40 days in the ark during the flooding. They spent 150 days of flooded land watching the the land being flood full of water. They spent 74 days of the waters receding until Noah could see the tops of the mountains. And then there were 40 days from that point until he sent out the first raven. And then another 21-day period in which Noah sent out doves. Then 29 days after that very last dove that he sent out had, did not return to him, then it was said that Noah removed the covering from the ark to find that the ground was dry. But even then, with the uncertainty of the season, Noah and his family did not move. They spent another 57 days until God spoke to Noah and said, Now, leave the ark. Altogether, Noah and his family were on the ark for around 371 days, over one year on board the vessel that God had given him to save his life and his family. 
That's a long time. Do you ever think that Noah or his family got concerned during that one-year period? Do you think they were ever afraid? Do you think they were ever frustrated with being stuck in cramped quarters with a bunch of animals? You ever think maybe there was some confusion about what they should do? You and I know that over that year, there had to be moments of confusion, frustration, fear. No one knows something about being overwhelmed. And the story of Noah can give us answers of what we need to do when we get overwhelmed. So I want to preach today under this title. <clears throat> I want to preach to you today under this title, When You're Overwhelmed. I want to answer the question, why the ark doesn't have a steering wheel? Why the ark doesn't have a steering wheel? Let's read in Genesis chapter 6, 13 through 16. This is God speaking to Noah. He's, in, he's starting up the process for Noah building the ark. God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, its height 30 cubits. And you shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to a cubit from above, and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. We'll skip down to verse 21. He says, and you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Thus Noah did, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. This is going to be a simple and short message, but I want you to get something from it today. Based on the dimensions given, the ark would have been a very stable vessel, during any storm. And it had 1.5 million cubic feet of gross space in the ark. The ship's displacement of water would have been 10% greater than the aircraft carrier, the USS Enterprise. This was a well-built and designed ship, as God's things usually are. God designed for Noah a very capable vessel that would survive the intensity of the coming destruction that was going to hit the earth. All Noah had to do was follow the instructions that God had given. And that's exactly how it is with God. It's not so much that we need to know all of the details except for the details in the design. And when God gives us the design, if we trust what he has given, then we are to obey him. And like obeying the gospel, Jesus Christ went to the cross to pay the price for our sin. And the instruction he left with his disciples were that all who believe should repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, and they would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, from my experience, I don't need a lot beyond that, i found in my life. But I have found there are times where I have questions, and it doesn't seem like God is forthright in answering me. I find myself in storms. I find myself in challenging moments. And I say, God, what now? I understand that you're saving me and you're bringing me out of this, but... 
What do I need to do right now? How do I relieve the pressure and the pain and the struggle of the moment? Does anybody else get to that place? How do I relieve the tension of right now and what's happening? All the details of the ark were very precise. For Noah, there was no mistaking what he was supposed to do. What was he to build? He was to build an ark. What material should he use? He was to find gopher wood, and he was to pitch inside and outside, make it with rooms. What dimensions the vessel was to be built that was going to be 300 cubits long? It was going to be 50 cubits wide, 30 cubits tall. What Noah was to do? He was to get and allow each kind of animal, two of each, to go onto the vessel. Who was to be with him? He was limited to his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives. All of those details were laid out for Noah. Even the detail of what God was going to do, that there was going to be a flood, that there would have to be a vessel to save him and his family. But God didn't tell him it was going to be 371 days. God didn't tell him the details of what that destruction would hold other than it would be a flood. But God gave a lot of very detailed specifics Our God is a detailed God, and I greatly appreciate that. I appreciate that he doesn't just leave small things questionable and, you know, leave us wondering. But there's one thing that God did not tell Noah. He did not tell him where he would land. Noah never received any navigational chart for his journey. God never said, you plot this course and you navigate. There's going to be mountains under the water, but you navigate this way and you'll be safe. As a matter of fact, in the details of the ship, God never gave a steering wheel. He never gave him a rudder. He didn't give him any navigational instruments. He didn't give him anything. He just simply said, you build an ark. That was all he gave him. Flood consisted of waters coming from deep within the earth and Falling from the windows of heaven, Genesis 7 and 11. Flooding on this level would have radically changed all of the landscape. Over here, not far from our home, every time it rains heavy, there's a certain spot where it's in the park, and you can drive by and there's a flood. It's, it's just it, that, that walking path turns, it turns into a river. You don't want to be in that spot when it starts to rain like crazy, because it is going to flood. But I've noticed something. Every time I drive by there and there's flooding, there's tons of limbs and there's tons of dirt and mud in that water that's being rushed down. And I know somewhere up a little further, there's a spot that has been washed out. There's a tree that's come down. There's some mud that has been washed off the ground every time. Why? Because changes happen. So think about the mountains and how they would be moved. New canyons would be created. And it wouldn't matter if God had told Noah exactly how to get there. Even if God had instructed Noah where he was to sail during the storm, Noah could not have done it successfully. There was no chance. If God had said, I want you to land on this mountain right over here when the waters return to the earth, Noah would have had no chance of successfully ending up on that mountain. In other words, the ark would have to be supernaturally directed by the hand of God to navigate the storm 
that was happening. When you get in the life storms, don't get upset with God because you can't seem to get clear direction. Because maybe in that moment what God is saying to you is He's saying, even if I gave you the direction, even if I told you where you were going to end up, there's no way you could handle navigating this storm by yourself. You just have to trust me. We have all the details of this vessel and there's no steering wheel, there's no rudder under the ship, there's no navigation system whatsoever. And here's the thing about the ark, it didn't have to be fast and it didn't have to be pretty. It just had to stay afloat during a storm. The whole point of the ark was not to figure out where they were going. It was just to stay above the destruction that was happening underneath. And that's your life and my life. Sometimes it's, it's not about navigating life. Sometimes it's just about keeping your head above the water. What should I do when I'm in the middle of one of these life-altering storms? The message is clear. You just stay above water. You just trust God to put you down where you need to be and where he's taking you. There's so many times in life when we get overwhelmed and We don't know what to do. I'll tell you what you do. Just stay saved. Keep your head above the water. Trust God that he's going to put you where you need to be. The reason God may not have revealed a direction to you in this time could be that you wouldn't get there anyway. Or the worst thing is we may try and design it for ourselves when one little thing will knock it off course. I read the story about this uh, world record domino thing. They were setting up tiny dominoes, mini. They were going for miniature domino record. And they'd set up something like 600,000 miniature donuts. And it was painstaking process. And they were using tweezers to set up these dominoes. They had to be perfectly spaced so that everything would fall in accordance and set off this chain reaction. And as they neared the end, putting the last few dominoes in place and started to step back and look at awe, in awe of what had been done. And the, the person recording the world record was, was there. and People were there taking pictures and videoing. They didn't notice that a fly landed right on a domino in the middle. And that little fly started a reaction. They had designed everything. They had laid it out perfectly. They had called for the people to come see. And a little thing like a fly landing on a tiny domino ruined the whole thing. What is God saying? Why was there no steering wheel in an ark? Have you ever wondered that? Why was there no rudder? Just hunker down and and take a ride, Noah. 371 days. It's because the only thing the ark was designed to do was to stay above the flood. The ark of safety that we have in God. Sometimes it doesn't take us away from storms. It allows floods to come into our life. But it's in the middle of that that the ark of safety is designed to do one thing, just keep us above water. And God will supernaturally 
take us to exactly where he wants us to be. And he'll set us down on the mountain and we'll watch as floodwaters slowly recede. There's a measure of comfort in that. Because I don't know what to do. This whole season, I've, I, every week it seems like I'm having to ask myself, what do, what do I do with our church? What do I do for people? I want them to be safe. I want them to feel comfortable. Sometimes God tells me, and then sometimes he's just wait and see. I do know this. I do know that there's going to be a harvest. And I know this. I know that in your life, regardless of what storm you're facing, what flood has come in and wreaked havoc and changed the landscape of your life, there's going to be a harvest. There is a destination God has planned. I feel the Spirit of the Lord right now. There is a destination that God has planned that you're trying to figure out, what, where do I go? What do I do? And God's saying, just trust me. Just keep your head above the waters. And I'm going to get you to that destination. I'm going to open the door that you need. I'm going to give you confirmation. And you'll know, you'll step out the ark that day and you'll look and the ground looks dry. But you go back in, you're, you're not sure there's uncertainty there. But then one day his voice comes through the storm. Comes through the drying ground. Comes through all the things you can see. The dove has went out and has not returned. And he says, now it's time. You've been in the ark of safety, but now it's time you can step out. There's no steering wheel on the ark so that you only have one choice. Trust God. Trust God. Just trust God. Church family, we'll get through this season. We'll get through this season. Season of uncertainty in everyone's lives. Some of us more complicated than others. Whenever the enemy comes and tries to bring fear, more fear than media can bring and more fear than all the outside indicators of the storms of life can bring, you just remind him, I'm not steering this ship. I'm trusting God. He is supernaturally guiding me right where I need to be. And I'm going to keep trusting Him. If you'll stand with me. God, I thank you for your miracle working hands. God, I thank you for your loving face that has turned toward us. God, there are people in this room right now, Lord, that fear has tried to invade our lives, make uncertainty the king in our current situations. But God, I'm praying right now, Lord, that your spirit would wrap itself around us, that we would feel your presence in this place. Confirmation, God, of the word that you gave me. A small detail that goes unnoticed. The boat was only created to float, but you are the one guiding it to its destination. 
God, help us to trust you. Help us to surrender, Lord, whenever it's hard to surrender, when it's hard to give up control, when it's hard to just go with wherever the storm seems to be taking us. Really, it's your work. Because you're working even whenever we don't see you. Spirit of God is here right now. Why don't we take a moment and let the Spirit speak to us. God, I pray that confirmation would go forth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I have this confidence because I've seen the faithfulness of God the still inside the storm the promise of the shore. I trust the power of your word. Enough to seek your kingdom first. Beyond the barren place, beyond the ocean waves. When I walk through the waters, I won't be I will not be drowned by 